three two one welcome to another episode of the stoned apes podcast and it is the reverend here with the captain and we have a guest today that ought to be very interesting for our listening audience this is a topic that we haven't covered before we are covering the topic of hyperbaric oxygen tanks and i know most of you sitting out there are probably like what the hell is that so we don't know too much either. That's why we brought in our special guest. Say hello to Dr. Zaid Ratanzi. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Thank you for the introduction. And uh, yeah, hopefully I can uh, share some knowledge on hyperbaric oxygen uh, therapy with your listeners. In terms of my uh, experience, I've been almost 24 years, you know, and uh, we're uh, gaining this intervention and in how we can help facilitate uh, the uh, health and wellness within uh, people's um, general uh, biochemistry. We do have hyperbaric chambers in hospitals um, that are used for really more life-threatening conditions. Uh, but our focus is how to gain um, with this with this procedure, the physiological advancements for helping the body just function, uh, regenerate, and perform at its peak performance. Okay. Now you have a practice in Florida. Is that correct? Um, I don't actively practice anymore. I do live here in Florida. Um, I I originally was up from the northwest. Uh, the rain starts in about, uh, let's say, October. It ends in June, so it turned out to, it turned out to be nice uh, getting here to Florida. Um, at this time, I do training and uh, more advising for other clinics uh, with hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Okay, so let's talk about then a little bit about what is hyperbaric therapy. And Excellent. how does it work? Like, what's the advantage? I know you're getting inside of what I believe to be a large tube. It looks like there's several different types. It looks like there's some like lower end, like commercial line stuff. And then you get all yes. the way up to these giant pressurized tanks that look almost like a propane tank. And then you climb inside and it pressurizes itself. What is the advantage of that? Okay, so let's start on uh, the uh, procedure of hyperbaric. And what that means is greater pressure. So we put the human body in a pressure vessel similar to a submarine or an airplane. We pressurize. You know, when an airplane uh, has, you know, a cabin pressure, they're pressurizing to uh, allow us to gain extra oxygen because there is a gas pressure law of physics, which means more oxygen or more pressure, more oxygen. So when we go up in the mountains, uh, we might get less oxygen as you might uh, experience if you're about climbing a, a really high mountain or Mount Everest, you know, we can, we can really get into dangerous low oxygen uh, conditions. And that's because there's less pressure. And so the application is very, very simple. Put more pressure and get more physiologically available oxygen into, into the body. So that's what we're really doing. The experience is no different. Uh, and that's really about it. Um, very simple, uh, very safe procedure, um, as long as it's done by uh, trained uh, technicians. And we're increasing the dose of oxygen into the bloodstream. I'll tell you one thing. We are oxygen-dependent human beings. 
And we could prove that by not breathing for five minutes and seeing how dependent we are on that little molecule. It is quite amazing that we need a constant supply of oxygen for energy, right? So if, if we've always said food is a source of energy, that's fine. You have plenty of food in your body, but you need oxygen to combust the carbon in food to generate what we call cellular energy. In the medical world, we call it ATP, but for um, circumstances here, we'll just call it cellular energy. We call it the body's currency of energy, this ATP molecule. And all you're doing is you're gaining more oxygen when you're inside the chamber, you breathe normally. Nothing magic, you're just breathing normally. More oxygen gets into your bloodstream from your lungs, and your heart pumps. Well, how many times does your heart pump in a minute? Maybe 60 times? So 60 dosages of extra oxygen you would never have in just one minute. Just imagine 30 minutes, 60 minutes. So you're flooding the body with extra oxygen, energizing tissue, whether it's brain tissue, heart tissue, uh, organs, organ systems, even the immune system. And we're really causing a surplus of this energy for the human body. And as we know, if you cut your skin, skin heals quite nicely. The body has that innate ability to heal. But when we do not have enough oxygen in that cellular terrain, what, what happens is we start getting wounds, injuries. If there's inflammation, there's a lack of oxygen, lack of energy for the body to function or perform or regenerate in that cellular area. And so the application of hyperbaric, um, it started for the gas pressure laws of physics. We, um, it became very popularized in the you know early 1900s or whatever with deep sea diving accidents because uh, pressure would also cause another gas pressure law called Boyle's law where the gas gets smaller and um, and if you resurface too quickly, like divers coming up too quickly, they get something called the bends and the nitrogen gets bigger and causes blood vessels um, bursting. And so we've got to go into hyperbaric chamber to basically save someone's life. So hyperbarics became very, very well known in the diving industry. And then in wound care, uh, we found when we did an application of daily hyperbarics, we started seeing wounds close because wounds, uh, when we especially diabetic wounds or any type of um, area where the body was struggling to repair, um, and if there's a lack of blood flow or oxygen, put them in a chamber, and lo and behold, after about a week, two weeks, four weeks, um, whatever the dose prescription is uh, for that individual patient, we start seeing uh, cellular uh, repair and even wounds closing. And right now in hospitals and wound care centers, we do have hyperbaric chambers uh, for that. So we took a look, uh, you know, when I started my practice in uh, 98, 1999, uh, what did we find? That it's not just wounds that we could see, but wounds inside the body, like wounds of the brain, um, or any 
organ, organ system, we dose the same amount. We call it a typical course of hyperbaric, just like you're taking a course of antibiotics uh, daily. And seeing this, this net surplus of energy. And um, when the body has that much oxygen converting to cellular energy, think of your body as energized, maybe not to go for a run, but for those reparative growth factors, inflammatory markers, there's such a net um, uh, stem cells. And a landmark study in 2006 showed us that there was, you know, just a 20 session course of hyperbaric had an 800% increase in stem cell mobilization. That made us really understand the delivery system of hyperbaric and the mechanism of action a lot more where we looked to see hmm, where are these going? And 2011, they took a look and wow, look into the brain for neurogenesis, new brain cells, uh, liver cells, bone regeneration. So we went and understood that when you go into hyperbaric chamber and you started doing repetitive hyperbaric uh, sessions, what did we get? We just started getting this surplus of energy for the body to just repair, regenerate. And the beauty about it is collagen tissue, new tissue, blood vessels, new blood vessels. So rerouting when there's damaged blood vessels, this is a natural process of aging. We get, um, uh, uh, I I call it highway disease, just like there's LA traffic, you know, and uh, the blood vessels with narrowing or with, um, uh, you'll get uh, narrowing or atherosclerosis. Um, You start seeing this reduction of of circulatory pathways, blocked arteries. And in the hyperbaric chamber, one of the things that we uh, noticed is we start rerouting and the body starts creating new circulatory uh, bypasses. And it's a process called angiogenesis and uh, vascular genesis for the body to combat Uh, wounds or aging or any of that stuff. So we give a simple process or course of hyperbaric to gain these physiological benefits that then can have clinical uh, outcomes uh, for that. Okay. Well, that's really interesting. So as a layman over here, the first thing that I go, so I'm big into biohacking and fitness and being into fitness for many years, I understand that blood flow is the key to healing. You know, anytime you have an injury in an area, you have to stimulate blood flow in that area so that you can promote healing. So the first question that I have based on what you just told me is you take somebody who's healthy, who's an athlete, who probably has a good oxygen uptake already. Maybe they're doing, you know, breathing techniques, whatever the case may be. Why are they getting so much more oxygen from this tank than what they would be just normally breathing in air? Like, what's the scientific process behind that? Yeah, what a great question. Um, and and because you know, people will ask that. Well, why can't I just like put on a mask, right? Or what is uh, uh, uh that? So, um, normal delivery. When we when we breathe normally, we breathe air, which is 21% oxygen, just a very simple process. And when the, um, when the blood meets, 
the lungs, when, when we get the transfer of oxygen from the lungs into the bloodstream, they uh, transfer on this um, a compound called hemoglobin. Uh, hemoglobin is in red blood cells. So we all know that red blood cells carry oxygen. Like a magnet, um, the, the oxygen is filling up every site in the red blood cell. And believe it or not, there's a lot of hemoglobin in just one red blood cell, 250 million hemoglobin. So oxygen binding capacity of almost a billion, little oxygen molecules. Well, guess what? Normal, if you take the average person, you will take their pulse ox, or you know, the oxygen on their finger, uh, the little me uh, 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 measurement, and 97, 98, 99%. Pretty much the majority of the population will be at 97, 98, 99%. If they're uh, poor breathers, if they're in toxic areas, or if they're good breathers, it doesn't matter. The human body is equipped to get this oxygen from 21% oxygen. Well, guess what? You breathe out about 16%. I'm not sure somewhere around there. Like you can't force that in. So here we are in a perfect system. We are we have too much oxygen, right? That we can even give CPR. We can give someone the waste oxygen that we're breathing out to breathe someone, uh, give someone life. That means that the real deficit of oxygen delivery is not in the lungs, it's in the bloodstream. And that's what I was trying to say. So in a hyperbaric chamber, guess what happens? That extra oxygen bypasses the red blood cells and goes directly into the liquid plasma. The liquid that um, that the the blood, cells are in. So if you take um, a vial of blood, let's say you go to the, uh, to the laboratory and they take your blood and they'll put it in those vials and then they'll spin the blood. And you'll see when they spin the blood, the red is all on the bottom. One third of it is, is red. And those are red blood cells. That's where the oxygen is. Two thirds of blood is liquid plasma, right? Um, and so now imagine in a hyperbaric chamber, you're just super saturating, you're dosing oxygen and liquid. You cannot get a better delivery system. So not only do you get more oxygen, you get it in a compartment that, you know, every cell is like, we're all, uh, liquid is surrounding our body, our brain, and uh, our brain is bathed by liquid cerebral spinal fluid. So when you're in the chamber, you breathe normally, all of a sudden, all this oxygen in the liquid, then um, that transfers to the cerebral spinal fluid, transfers to the fatty tissue of the brain, and the brain gets energized. So it's just one of the easiest, most effective delivery systems. So if you ask someone, well, just breathe oxygen in a mask without pressure, well, you might go from 21 to 90% or, or so, but what are you effectively going to do? Your red blood cells are full, so you'll just um, breathe out more. You might give better CPR, you know, but you're not, you're not getting any more oxygen per se, a very tiny amount. This is more and in that compartment. That's why we use it in hospitals for life-threatening conditions that we need more oxygen. 
So since the body is storing this in the plasma and we're so we're storing this in any fluid that's in our body, essentially, is this like a uh, time delayed release? Is the benefits of after treatment go on for several days or several hours? How does that work? That's a good question. Um, we tend to see that the plasma levels, because I think of it like an oxygen supplement, like a buffet when you come out of the chamber, you still have all this extra oxygen in your blood. Eventually, it will get utilized. That extra surplus will get utilized back to baseline. Uh, typically, we say it takes uh, up to three hours. So within three hours, uh, you'll be back down to normal oxygen levels. But again, you've gained that uh, that surplus to areas that we don't know where there is a deficit per se, right? And um, if, if you're really hungry at a buffet, you might take in more. If you're full, you're not going to. So we, you know, it's, um, it's uh, when, we, when we think of this simple procedure that we're just flooding the body with oxygen and then letting the body in areas that it might need more, consume more in that metabolic uh activity so it, it's it it can be selective based on uh based on that but really on on the body itself okay so this is really interesting i mean this is like the perfect perfect naturopathic method essentially what you're doing is is you're super saturating the body with oxygen you're increasing blood flow and you're allowing the body then to start healing itself, essentially, which means that this is kind of a multi-purpose fix-all. This doesn't just go for the wound on your arm. If it's healing the wound on your arm, it's also healing anything within your body that essentially could be wrong, not just something that's localized. It's not a special treatment for a specific thing. That That's really interesting. So the broad application of this, this could be used for... You know, you said it goes into your brain, so it could be used for a host of mental health issues like PTSD, things of that nature. Um, it looks like it could be used to treat, you know, anything that would be able to be treated by an increased blood flow. So that actually kind of sparks my interest. What types of illnesses is this most effective at curing? And maybe a different question, why would somebody who is completely healthy choose to get hyperbaric treatment? Okay, well, um, a, a couple of things that we can talk about with that. One, I'm very careful that uh, the chamber doesn't do any treatment. It doesn't, um, it does not treat anything. Uh, what the chamber does is gives an extra dosage of oxygen. It's a transverse oxygen. It's actually the human body that treats itself. Once we understand that um, what is the chamber doing, it's a it, it's a delivery system of extra oxygen into our bloodstream. Now it's your human body using that, but um, every organ and organ system is metabolically active. That's why we have hyperbaric applications within various specialties neurology cardiology oncology gastroenterology you see um uh, you know when you're uh, looking at um 
um, uh, physical therapists, uh, what do they work on? Musculoskeletal, again. Um, so we can basically take this procedure and utilize protocols specifically within individual um, uh, practitioners or medical specialists uh, within their field. And, 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 and so the, the, the real uh, question is, uh, what is, um, how do I get the most effectiveness of this procedure? And when you, um, um, I've, I've always, you know, I've always said, and I feel more confident as the years go by, I don't prescribe anymore on convenience as I do based on what we see in clinical outcome for those physiological benefits. And what that means is daily sessions. So sometimes three to five sessions is a really good conditioning protocol um, where we can start seeing um, some uh, protection, uh, cellular protection, anti-inflammatory um, sometimes even up to 10 sessions, there's um, inflammatory pain model, uh, people that might have uh, pain or inflammation. Typically, um, a lot of our protocols are 20 to 40 sessions that uh, go after that long-term stem cell mobilization uh, for the regenerative capacities of supporting the body. And, and so you asked me, well, what type of people could it benefit? And uh, what about healthy uh, people? What's interesting, when I started my practice and I started dealing mostly with neurological injuries, strokes, head injuries, concussions, and we did one month protocols daily, five, well, at that time, seven days a week. Uh, patients would come in, uh, stay at a hotel for a month, and we would just apply daily hyperbarics. Now, they were um, very in very poor conditions, uh, most in wheelchairs, some, you know, even in comas. And as soon as I started my practice within six months, you couldn't deny the um, the outcome measures that we've seen. And, and these are conditions that are not FDA cleared. So we want to be really careful. And this is why I also say that we look at hyperbaric as supporting the body to treat itself, because that's really all that's uh, all that you're doing, applying a general one month protocol or something, and seeing those benefits. And I, and I still remember my early days of practice, patients would come in in all states of injuries, and they'd always think, man, I wish I'd have known about this 10 years ago um, when I first got my injury. It was always, I wish I'd have known sooner. And, you know, I, I would look and I would say, well, you're in a certain degree of debility that this patient is even worse and they are, man, I wish I was in yours. You know, like we can always go the other way and say, I wish, I wish, I wish. Um, but uh, what I do know is that we never know when a cardiac event is going to happen or anything. You know, as we age, we're playing blackjack in a way that, uh, you know, age-related conditions 
are more likely to happen to our bodies through the process of aging. So, you know, by applying, you know, this type of, um, especially uh, one month protocol of hyperbaric intervention and really getting the body back into better physiological shape, there's no guarantee, you know, but we go by probability and outcome measures. And, and so somebody who is quote unquote healthy um, can still make major physiological gains when you look at the physiological benefits of improving new circulatory pathways, new tissue, um, the regenerative and reparative. You know, when I looked cardiovascular disease, heart disease starts when you're five years of age, you start seeing fatty streaks in, you know, by, by the time someone's adolescent, uh, we see blood vessel disease narrowing. You know, I've had patients in the carotid arteries, 99% blocked, 100% blocked, 70% blocked. You know, if you think about that, that's seven lanes out of 10 gone. You know, right. the human body is very good at conditioning and adapting slowly up until there's a point, you know, and, and what a great opportunity to um, help the body in the natural process of new circulatory pathways. You know, um, I tell you city engineers in Los Angeles, if they knew what type of traffic they would be, they might've designed and built the roads differently starting off. Right. And, you know, a five-year-old 10 lanes going to the brain, 10 lanes going, they got all this energy. They're running around. There's no cardiovascular disease there. But you look at someone who's 90 years of age, a little slower, you know, not always, but by probability, because you have cardiovascular, disease. a natural process of combating aging is um, the human body creating what we call collateral blood flow. Ask any cardiologist, any doctor, uh, any medical specialist, this is, and, and then I always, you know, when I learned about it, I was like, huh, that's interesting. But this is the human body doing it to combat aging. You know, uh, these blood vessels all narrowing and, and oh, let me start building new um, highways. Now, um, how do you solve LA traffic? Well, um, money, right? But we we do things as a budget. Well, the human body is as well. So what we're saying is going to hyperbaric chamber and lo and behold, um, you're not budgeted on cellular energy. So now your body can spend that money or that cellular energy for growth, repair, regeneration. We see some amazing things uh, that happen when in growth factors and like I said, the stem cell, BDNF, brain-derived neurotrophic factor. Like these are, you know, when we just look at the basic uh, pathophysiology of some of these conditions and how hyperbaric can, uh, with the mechanism of action, uh, counteract that. Um, we never know what's going on inside our body. And like I said, a healthy, quote unquote, healthy person can still make physiological benefits. And that might make, you know, um, clinical benefits for future by probability higher probability than by not doing it. 
And um, so, you know, the way I look at it, it's um, I don't see, I, I see a very high benefit to risk ratio. And, you know, there's, um, you know, I, you know, I started my hyperbaric practice, you know, when I was out in Mexico, I did a talk, I think there was 3000 people. And that was um, uh, about 2000, that was 2000, maybe 2001. And I asked, how many people have heard about hyperbaric oxygen therapy? And only about three or four hands went up. It was pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, we have, we have really gotten more education and you know now people don't have to fly um to a different country or wherever to get the chamber now it's in their state now we want to get it more available into um, their own city their own block and have more access to the delivery of hyperbaric oxygen therapy but education is number one first man okay so you said so much in that last statement that um you mean you got my wheels turning now i'm super interested because you're speaking my language i'm i'm a professed biohacker so that's one of the things that i've been kind of big into and you know doing everything that i can you know whether it be diet nutrition exercise i look at everything from a biohacking hormone regulation standpoint but this sounds like great preventative medicine for especially heart health and did you, and can I clarify something? Did you just answer the age old question of why we have so much energy as children and not as adults? Well, if you think about it, um, think about what's what's going on. And, you know, I never, I see, I was uh, for four years um, in my medical naturopathic, in medical um, uh, uh, school training, I was TAing the cardio, the cadaver dissection laboratory and on Fridays I did like three 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 nine hours of just uh, uh you know cutting into the brain but you know what but it was with uh gross anatomy um in the cadavers you you start seeing a lot of stuff you know over four years like I I learned so much because you look at what normal anatomy is and then all of a sudden I remember this one day I went and I, I took this uh, a blood the blood vessels like were all crunchy and 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 I'm like I asked my professor hey what's what's with this um, a cause of death was not anywhere on um, on anything like that I forgot what it was and they're like oh that's normal I said that's normal right like the calcification in these arteries and then I started um seeing it like just always you know there and i'm like this is like if cardio if strokes and heart attacks are the number one killers one and two whatever you know then what if it didn't hasn't killed us it's just disabled us you know like we we um uh, slows slows us down like you've got to think um, the heart pumps and then there's resistance. We call it blood pressure. It's not, we measure it in, in the arm, but it's really the peripheral resistance coming back, you know, and, and, and so what's going on there. And what you, what we're seeing is that there's um, cardiovascular blood vessel disease. And now 
what did I say? I, I learned in cardiology that uh, all this collateral blood flow, and I still remember my professor, uh, it was uh, on imaging, some imaging, uh, and you know he was showing us uh, the collateral blood flow. And that's really when I thought, I was like, wait a second. This word called angiogenesis, we, we don't really talk about it much, but it, it's, it's, it's actually the human body that's creating new circulatory pathways, like bypasses, right? From uh, damaged or um, uh, uh, diabetes is a, is a good one. Blood sugars spill in the blood vessels, cause blood vessel disease. Well, that is um, the challenge of diabetes. It's microangiopathy, small blood vessels. If it's of the um, um, heart um, and, and brain, heart attack, stroke, Number uh, those are the big complications that we have for diabetics. If it's the nerves, uh, neuropathy, kidneys, nephropathy, eyes, retinopathy, it is, it's uh, uh, blood vessels. So what happens in the hyperbaric chamber, all the oxygen is in the liquid, it bypasses all that, then past where um, um, that tissue is now recoverable. And then there's new blood vessels for the long term that, that get put back so there's a little bypass to that area now. So it's the human body doing that. And that's through, believe it or not, a, a, a stimulus of low oxygen. Low oxygen sensors in, 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 uh, in the tissue actually say, hey, we need to start creating new um, um, blood flow highways. And that's, that's called collateral blood flow. Um, that's just like the roads and you're building new roads, you know, to, to bypass. Well, um, if you look at it, I'll ask you a question. What, um, who's at greater risk to dying from um, a five-year-old or a nine-year-old if their blood vessel is completely blocked? Well, the 90-year-old, of course. Uh, well, or both of them completely blocked. Uh, nope, the, fi the, the five-year-old. Because the 90-year-old more likely has had time to develop these new circulatory pathways. So, hey, I'm already 90% blocked. What's another 10? You know, but the five-year-old hasn't had the chance to develop this process and you block the major road. That's it. So um, th this is really understanding that the human body combats aging through um and then and, and my example is just like um traffic and what do we do we start building uh, bigger highways new highways you know human body does that with its cardiovascular system and um hyperbaric will help facilitate that um i use a procedure with light therapy called targeted hyperbaric in the chamber i can't tell the oxygen go to the brain go to the wrist go wherever and we can get uh, a vasodilation to that area more blood flow to that area so a higher dosage per se and then the stimulus of these new circulatory pathways uh through a uh, cascade system through what we call nitric oxide so it, it's um it it's an area where you can you can help uh, facilitate that you know and that's why I said other doctors and practitioners can utilize their um, knowledge, experience, and specialty 
to gain more of the benefits of hyperbaric, whether it's through drug therapy. I'll give you an example of um, cancer therapy. Well, cancer therapy, um, you know, with glioblastomas or brain tumors, uh, there's a protocol that we use where we go into hyperbaric chamber, increase the oxygen level. Well, guess what? Now the tumor is oxygenated. Well, guess what happens is um, 20 minutes later, you could do radiation therapy. And how does radiation work? It slices oxygen to kill. The more oxygen in the cancer, the stronger the killing. So a lot of times, if we want better outcome from chemo or radiation or even natural uh, treatments, we might uh, utilize the hyperbaric oxygen. Actually, one thing in oncology, I never used to um, give hyperbaric to patients with cancer until we had safety data when I started. In 2006, not only was did we find it was safe in all the medical literature, but reduction in tumor volume, um, breast, ovarian, um, brain, um, there's a strong even reduction in in uh, the uh, progression and the start of colorectal cancer uh, through the inflammatory cascade. Quite interestingly, um, what we found is because because in the beginning I was worried we were all worried like well if you put hyperbaric and you get new blood flow in this angiogenesis well our concern back in the day was well. What if we create more angiogenesis to the cancer cell? Because cancer cells grow through angiogenesis. New circulate that means uh, a growth of, of 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 blood vessels, formation of blood vessels. So new formation of blood vessels. So so we we're worried about that. Well, the studies um, showed it's a it's a stimulus in the cancer cell, similar to the human, where it's a low oxygen. It's called tumor hypoxia. Low oxygen. Um, all of a sudden the tumors get more aggressive, right? And, and so when we apply hyperbaric, we get less aggression. We get more sensitization to um, cancer treatments. Plus, what are we doing? The immune system. The immune system takes in oxygen, creates bleach peroxide, and natural killer cells is what finds and targets and kills cancer. So now when we increase our oxygen, we can have a greater killing effect. That's why as we age, what do we have? Low oxygen. Um, are elderly affected by immune disorders? Yes. What do we do? Um, supply the surplus of oxygen so they're not hypoxic. So their immune system has oxygen so they can be stronger to kill, right? Um, and, and so the, um, the facilitation of all organs and organ systems, um, you know, as we dose this uh, this oxygen in a hyperbaric, we can we can just fuel everything up. Actually, what we find is you're a biohacker, so you know about your mitochondria, and the increase in hyperbaric uh, exposure will uh, create mitochondrial biogenesis. That means you're doubling up and creating more mitochondria. Well, that's a long-term benefit as well of hyperbaric. Uh, what's another long-term uh, benefit that we see? Uh, less degree of cell shortening in the telomeres. And that means potentially much longer living. What's the point of living longer if you're not, if you're in a wheelchair? So now you're seeing 
uh, well, gain access to hyperbaric delivery and we can get the combination of potentially living much longer, much healthier at that same time, right? And uh, hopefully that long-winded answer might have answered why a healthy person might want to go into hyperbaric. I'll tell you Um, what, you've got my wheels turning. Like literally as you're talking, it's so hard not to interrupt you because I'm like, oh, I got this question and I got this question and uh, my brain's just going a million miles a minute because, and I'm glad you came all the way back to talking about mitochondria and telomeres because I've been in the anti-aging for a while now. I started with Dr. Sinclair and then I follow Peter Atia a little bit. And, uh, you know, anything that I can do, I think that was Dr. Sinclair's platform. It was, he wasn't just trying to extend the length of life, but the quality of life up until the end. You know, he think he said in his first book that even if he didn't let someone live one day longer, if they could live healthily up until the end of that day, then he did his job. And so that has been a, that has been a big push for me. I'm one of these people that I, I truly believe that I want to be, uh, you know, hiking the Grand Canyon in my nineties. So, uh, you know, work toward that. But, uh, so this sounds like a great thing for heart health. Sounds like a great thing for recovery. I love the application for cancer. Now I want to clarify something that maybe I'm a little naive on. And I'm sure if I have this question, somebody out there in the audience probably does too. Now it's so you define cancer as an immune issue. You also define it as a lacking blood issue, which would explain why most people, once they get into poor health, become more susceptible, it seems, to cancer. Is it cancer is something that's naturally occurring in our body that we're fighting off as, over time as we live? But when we have a greater oxygen supply, when we have a better immune system, we're just keeping this at bay. Or is this something that we're strictly developing because of exposures to toxins in our environment, things of that nature? It's a combination of both. And what you'll find is it's exactly a combination of both. You're always, uh, you're damaging DNA. Uh, the um, Our body, our immune system repairs that. Our immune system keeps everything intact. You know, I, I call our little uh, white blood cells, I call them little firemen, you know? And, you know, it's easy. If you have a big, you have a, a, a little fire and you have a big hose it's easy it might stand on the street see five little fires and you put them out no problem right um but if you don't have water that might be a little difficult then right so think of uh oxygen to the immune system as water is the fireman you know like you you need that essential you need that um at the same time when we talk about one of the real big benefits I haven't even talked to about hyperbaric delivery is the cellular protection. What happens is within 24 hours of just one session, uh, our body tends to upregulate antioxidant defenses intracellularly within the cell that protects the DNA. Uh, You see, um, these are called superoxide dismutase, glutathione peroxidase, catalase and there we wouldn't be alive if we didn't have these antioxidants they're not things you take uh, orally um they're natural that we must all have in the body now think about a cell it has a very vulnerable dna right and um you know we're not combusting that much right? 
So there's less metabolic activity. So the cell downregulates its those we call them endogenous antioxidants inside the cell, right? They're downregulated. All of a sudden, you go in a hyperbaric chamber, you get all this extra metabolic activity. Well, guess what's going to happen is, um, oh man, I need to make more antioxidants. Wouldn't you rather have your body making more antioxidants than you you know, relying on taking pills every day, you know, like, and the combination of both is where we really want to be in, where we want to be cellularly protected, because we're metabolizing, we're oxidizing. And I think that's one of the main reasons why that that telomere, like when you in the long term benefits, you start increasing all this protection. Now, let's say you go out and breathe exhaust fumes or this, or that. at least your cells are more protected through the process of oxygenation to cellular combustion and oxidation to protection. My analogy is like a, a, a car, right? Gas, car, combust, no problem at all. If, a, if you know, a car hasn't been, you know, running in a while or, you know, you might, um, you might not be tuning it up that much. So what happens is, you know, more exhaust, muffler or whatever, all of a sudden, you start running it. Oh man, let's uh, imagine not having the muffler or not having that, not muffler, the exhaust. And what's happening is now all of that is going inside the car and the driver, like the DNA in your cell, but the driver is also breathing in all this toxic stuff. There's a natural exhaust system that we have in our cars. Similarly, inside the body, when you combust, when you, uh, remember I said, uh, uh, oxygen combusts with carbon to generate uh, a fuel, food. It, there's byproducts and, and it's your body reacting and protecting from that. Similarly, if you take carbon in methane gas, you add oxygen, what do you get? You get a fire, right? The fire in the, in the human cell is called cellular ATP energy. But um, when there's a fire, there's smoke. The smoke is what we call those reactive oxygen that, that the, the every cell has to have uh, antioxidants protecting for the amount of metabolic activity that happens. So the DNA doesn't get damaged. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes complete sense. I mean, the first thing that my brain does is now I'm starting to put all this information together. And I, I love that you said the combining it with other therapies. So if we're focusing on nutrition, like let's talk about fasting for a second. And I'm a regular faster. So, you know, uh, if I'm getting the benefits of autophagy, and it sounds like if I'm doing hyperbaric treatment as a as a supplement to this, then not only do I have healthier cells, I have more oxygen myself, then my autophagy effects and benefits will be increased as well. Is that correct? Absolutely. We use uh, hyperbaric a lot with uh, fasting procedures. Actually, that protocol I told you about with uh, brain tumors, uh, one of them is with uh, fasting and um, adding the uh, hyperbaric and uh, radiotherapy uh, along with the, um, a chemo regimen. But fasting, um, it, what we're doing is we're stressing the body for adaptation. Well, guess what cells are not good at adapting? 
cancer cells. Um, the human cells can adapt uh, uh, um, and invading organisms, viruses, bacteria, tumors, they're not able to adapt. And so um, by creating a high stress and adaptation for protection and really supporting the uh, body through this stress adaptation model, um, you are uh, basically doing a cancer treatment, even if you haven't been diagnosed with cancer. You know, you know what the treatment for cancer is? Uh, not familiar with it too much, to be fair. Okay. A treatment for cancer is don't get it. Oh, yeah, that would be the goal. <laughs> yeah. Get diagnosed with it. So in other words, when we look at cancers, a lot of uh, doctors will say, oh, before you actually see a cancer cell is 10 years in the making and stuff. But if we know that, and that's what I meant by saying we're playing um, blackjack as we age, you know, you might be at 15, you say, hit me, 19, you hit me. You know, at some point, you've got to be careful because the longer you live and the more you keep poor dietary lifestyle modifications and not looking at interventions that might be able to help um, uh, prevent and slash treat. Um, and again, it's the human body. Uh, what did I say from the beginning? Uh, the chamber is just a supplement of oxygen. Uh, actually, one, uh, um, one thing that I love to do is mud baths. And why do I do mud baths? They, um, it's a high heat. So you can put your hand in 115 degree hot water. You could burn your skin. You put uh, peat or mud in and it holds the temperature in your own bathtub. You put your hand in and it'll tingle, but that will transfer deep. All of a sudden, your, your um, uh, uh, body temperature spikes up. And what happens is now you combine that with fasting, with hyperbaric, and you get a true physiological stress. And you could even do that uh, once or twice a week, uh, stress and adapt, uh, adapt, add that to fasting. Um, still, you know, uh, we're always careful with fasting because people who um, are starting off, uh, they might be at risk for um, conditions that um, adverse reactions from the low blood sugar. So you should always, if you are doing any type of these medical interventions, even the hyperbaric is a class two medical device. So um, with your doctor, you know, and, and to make sure that you're doing this safely and according to you and personalizing, I'm really big on personalization. You know, you can, you know, I've, I've so my undergrad was in nutrition and dietetics and you see people saying, oh, you got to do this diet. This worked for me. Oh, you need to do this diet. This worked for me. And people, if even people doing cancer treatment, uh, one chemo, one the exact opposite. Uh, some do well here, some do well here. It, it's, you've got to understand the, you know, um, what is the best for you. And once you get to understand your body a little better and dabble in a little few things and then put a good, um, put a little uh, good program for you. And when you do that, you start improving your, your, your body. Actually, 
um, one of the best biohacks. You know what it is? What is that? Sleep. Sleep. No, I agree with that a thousand percent. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I can't tell you, you know, when I had my chamber, I had a um, 10, 20 person chamber, you know, and, and so I, I set up next door, um, a whole IV room, about tw uh, 20 recliners. And, and again, this is back in 1999, you know, and, and so what do we do? We, we like, I had every nutritional cocktail, Myers cocktail, vitamin C drips, and they come out of the chamber and I'd say, okay, what's, what's going to be the best for me to like get the most out of it. You know what I realized? It was rest. Like mm -hmm. you think about it, it, like the more your body is, when you're at rest, you're at your lowest metabolic state. If I give you a surplus of oxygen, you're in your highest metabolic potential. That net delta, if we're really saying the human body, and then I put them on, on the light therapy to relax and really get their body into this, what we call parasympathetic. And they just, uh, now I'm truly supporting the body to do its um, its magic. And, and so, you know, I've really, you know, there's a lot of doctors that prescribe hyperbaric for off-label conditions that are outside of the hospital uh, for, um, concussions, strokes, head injuries, uh, um, diabetes, all these conditions. I stopped doing that. I give a standard application of hyperbaric and say, here you go. Uh, general health and wellness support your body. Think of it like an oxygen supplement and utilize, uh, the, um, uh, hopefully the body will get a chance to, you know, achieve, um, outcome measures that you're looking for, but the, the highest opportunity or I guess probability is if I gave that person rest, then if I gave them good nutrition and, and I have two protocols, one is rest for recovery, but then I have exercise for function. So sometimes if we're doing cognitive, uh, mild cognitive impairment, Alzheimer's or any of that stuff, we'll do a protocol of hyperbaric for the recovery uh, for the brain. But then uh, what we'll do is start exercising. So we'll do frontal lobe exercises, brain exercise while they're in the chamber. Then we might put um, a nutritional cocktail before they go in. So by 20 minutes, 40 minutes, absorbs, assimilates. And now you got good brain nutrients. Uh, uh, we might target with the light therapy with the brain and then we'll do brain exercises. So again, it's all personalization. You might want to do it and say, hey, let me fine tune my brain. Next month, let me do my my liver, you can target different things. Uh, just like if you're maintaining your car, you might do your battery one year, a carburetor the next year. And, and, but, but you're always looking at supporting, uh, the, the body and sleep is just the one that always, always works. And the beauty about, uh, the delivery system, I work, it shifts your body into parasympathetic because sometimes you can't fight, you can't fight that fatigue. So I tell patients, well, then sleep. Hey, if you have a cold or flu, what do you do? Sleep. You struggle going to work. And then all of a sudden you say, let me take a day off. What happens to the human body when you take that day off and the next day, how you feel? Come on. Yeah. And so we've got to think um, sleep, rest is actually a treatment. 
Yeah. See, I started doing that a few years ago and people used to, were laughing at me. And uh, when I would get sick, I, the second I would get sick, I would immediately just call off to work. And then I wouldn't no. do the typical go to go to work and push through it. I would just stay at home. I'd sleep. I'd rest through it. I'd get my recovery. And then I would go back out into the world. And it accelerated my recovery so much. It kept me from, you know, you got to think if you're walking around for three, four or five days dragging and you're not getting uh you're not being effective in anything that you're doing and then you're ultimately still going to end up with that one or two days that you're going to be at home dying so you might as well just kind of jump start uh, that but yeah sleep uh, is you know you want to you want to really expedite that more um uh, mud baths saunas things like, like uh, that high heat and watch what happens to that immune system uh you'll start um in you know you'll you'll get immature white blood cells um, the bone marrow will, will be stimulated for white blood cell activity through heat hyperthermia. And guess what happens when, when you provoke um, your body temperature to go up, that's a fever. And what that does is that's treatment uh, for that. Now you, you do the fever treatment, you rest fever treatment, rest within a day um, or two. You've kicked, uh, you know, some things that keep people out for a week or two. See, I, I love everything that you're saying so far. I mean, the the you're such a holistic approach to everything, and that I think is the most important part. And I even love your 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 what you said about diet because that's something that I've been telling people for a while. It's not about a specific diet; it's about just following specific fundamentals. You know, making sure that you're not taking into toxins. You're when you eat foods that that reduce inflammation or keep away as much inflammation as possible. Got to make sure you get enough fats for your brain. Things of that nature are are important. And so basically those those fundamentals. But I want to spin back because you mentioned it earlier and now I'm super curious because light therapy uh, yes. I have a sunlightened sauna, so I have a I have a uh, infrared sauna, and yeah, it has good, the chromotherapy with it. And uh, I have been using that, but a research that has recently come out has stated that benefits of sauna happen above 180 degrees. In fact, they gave this sweet spot of 195 to 203. And I'm really curious to see what does the infrared light from the sauna what's happening in this light process why are you using light therapy as with the with the hyperbaric tanks okay now there's different types of light therapy there's uh chromotherapy where you're visually getting the light and then there's light where we put it right directly over the body with lasers or, or diodes push the skin down and dose it and we call that a photobiological effect locally within that tissue um, and that's the one I do is, uh, is target, um, in, in, in there, there is some chromo, uh, a therapy to, that I, I do like the sunlight and the sauna, the benefit of that sauna is not, um, is, is, is not the, not the light. It's actually, it's the heat. And that heat is what causes that slow increase in your body temperature. And then you start sweating and your heart starts pumping. Hey, when you're, when your heart's pumping, what are you doing? You're, you're not running. You're sitting there in a sauna or a bathtub, you know, uh, and you're not moving and your heart's pumping fast. Where's all that extra oxygen going? Not to your legs. Where is all that blood flow going? You know? So you think 
you're actually treating the body by uh, um, a, like a prescription I would give for circulation, mm. a prescription for getting some chemicals out of your body, not just by sweat, but next time you go to the bathroom, urine or bowels, you'll, you'll get more chemicals going from uh, fat tissue into the bloodstream out through uh, five organs of elimination. Uh, one is the skin, but the other is as you're breathing out of there, uh, breathing, you're getting more volatile coming out. And then uh, the blood uh, uh, with those extra um, chemicals, let's say, uh, will go through the liver, get conjugated, and then they get um, excreted in urine and in uh, bowels. Now, you just remember, you don't have to do that inside the sauna. Just yeah, that would be a good thing not to do that. So do you think that there's any, because that was a great explanation, by the way, but do you think that there's any benefit to what people are talking about? They're saying that once it gets above 190 degrees, that you're getting, um, you, that it's essentially allowing your body to create more growth hormone levels and there's more adaption that's involved in that. You know what? Yeah, it, it it's the high stimulus that uh, that change in uh, in body temperature. Uh, when I put someone in a mud bath, I can get them to 104 like really quick. You know what I mean? Um, in the sauna, we can get up to, we, we can go 100, uh, if they're 98, 99, 100, 101. We could do medically supervised hyperthermia uh, treatments. That's when, yes, uh, you can do that. When you're at home, you're not medically supervised. What we want is um, uh, people like in a sauna that you have, I don't care what temperature you, you do it at. I say, turn it on in five minutes, get inside. Stay in, And instead of staying for half an hour and people say, oh man, I do half an hour sauna. I feel great. What a wonderful uh, feeling. Well, guess what? I get patients to stay in an extra half an hour. So what happens is all of a sudden you're inside. First half an hour, you're starting to feel good. You're starting to sweat. Next half an hour for 30 minutes, your heart's pumping and you're sweating. So you're circling and detoxifying. If you got out in just 20 or 30 minutes, like if you're at 190 degrees, you could only do what, 10 minutes, yeah, 15 minutes, like 15 minutes. Yeah. So that's woman therapy. But what happens is um, time. People are like, it's imagine 30 minutes of your, um, of your heart exercising i'm exercising my heart do this like exercise your um your hand um greater and then stop and you'll see how much more blood flow gets to that uh and the same when the heart elevates its heart rate and then you get out and you slow it down guess what happens now you're actually getting more um uh just like just like you're exercising your legs and you finish a marathon and all of a sudden, oh now my legs need to recover from the extra oxygen the heart is pumping faster it's a muscle what we're doing is we're now causing uh we're treating the heart it, 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 it's or, or the, the heat is is doing it. again this is natural it's the body doing itself so if you look at sauna therapy you see something called repetitive sauna therapy you'll see it in um man you'll you'll see it in heart, in journal of cardio cardiovascular heart health heart failure even like and and people often often say well don't go into a sauna if you have heart disease actually 
you want to slowly do that. And that's why I always say, you know, as much as I'm saying all, 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 all this, it is important if you're going to do it to make sure that you're doing it safely um, with a doctor or a practitioner or someone who's versed in that. And, you know, the, there's more and more physicians and doctors that are getting into the biohacking field. And, you know, sometimes we'll have patients three to five hours a day in that sauna. And it's called a tissue cleansing program and just layers of layers of chemicals just, you know, we start releasing. And, uh, you know, again, that's medically supervised. And you'll find more people in your area now doing these type of things. But it's about helping relieve stress inside the body. And this is environmental chemical stress if i took a fat uh, we take fat biopsy 100 percent uh you'll see on environmental chemicals that are poisoning ourselves and what does that do that damages the dna yes you're right when you asked me about uh cancer cancer progression and that is one yeah but it's your immune system that helps in um in preventing but oxygen is a critical factor in in all of that right and so we always want to keep an understanding of very simple things and i'll like i said i'll go back to sleep when you look at degenerative conditions um you'll see the most people that don't get good sleep will accelerate in degenerative conditions, whether it's arthritis, whether it's degenerative brain disease, degenerative joint disease, I always ask them about sleep. So um, you can, uh, there's lots of things that we can uh, use to help our circadian rhythm and help our sleep. And that alone is something that, you know, can, uh, can, that is the biohack, you know? Right. No, absolutely. So you have 100% sold me on hyperbaric therapy, and now I want to go find where to go do this. So that would be my next question. If somebody like myself, a biohacker is out there listening, and they want to educate themselves on this, and they want to go out and try it, where does somebody go to get this therapy? I mean, do you have to go to a hospital? Or are there other options? There's a, there's, there's a lot of local. No, you just um, look for a local, uh, a local place, um, and it should be... You know, there are programs uh, that you see that are um, uh, like I, I can uh, uh, send uh, uh, to you that are um, uh, chambers that are done at home for a month under doctor's prescriptions for rentals. So someone can do a full one month course and then give the chamber back. There are uh, uh, ones or just like I said, local um, local clinic. Uh, practitioner just make sure that they're trained make sure that the chambers are good uh there are uh, some people that uh, don't always practice the best application of the hyperbaric delivery and sometimes you know their uh, protocols are again um by convenience of their hours of operation and the patient's you know uh circumstances as opposed to getting the true uh protocol for um, highest outcome 
uh, gains and benefits. What would be your recommended protocol for somebody who's just wanting a good maintenance, essentially preventative maintenance uh, routine? How often should they do it? How many times a year uh, I, would I, you I recommend? Tend, I tend to just go, um, um, I like twice a day. Um, it's, it, it's, it, it's time, but twice a day for about a month, you know, one to three months is about all we need to really get the body into a better physiological uh, state of health. And, and, and again, by probability, there's no absolutes, but I could tell you from what I've seen, um, I haven't seen, you know, and you ask anyone that practices in hyperbaric and the delivery system, like how much uh, benefits, like right now we're seeing a lot of patients coming in for long COVID and these uh, just really symptoms that we got fortunate that hyperbaric got early introduction into clinical um, studies because when COVID hit, um, there was acceleration of hospitals and different clinics that can actually utilize hyperbaric and the documentation was just great. And so I, you know, I think we all can benefit um, from a course of hyperbaric delivery just from a month and that's it, right? Um, there are chambers that people um, have with their doctor's prescription and that is for home use. And some people will do it long-term and they'll do it every day. You know, just like I wake up, um, brush my teeth, go into the chamber. Uh, but again, you've got to be uh, uh, careful on, you know, some of the chambers that are out there. So uh, we can give as much information on my website or over to you. Oh, absolutely. Any links that you have like that, just make sure that you send them over to me and uh, we'll get them posted up under the description and we can also put them on the website and stuff like that. So there's always a, a good place for that. I'll tell you what, you've really sold me on this and and I can't wait to now I'm now you've got my brain going. I'm going to go back and I'm going to do my research. We're going to have to have you on again and ask the more detailed let's, questions. Let's find yeah, let, let's find a, a chamber, um, a, a center in your area and go ahead and uh, before we talk next, um, uh, take a course of hyperbaric. So then you can explain um, how you felt uh, doing that procedure. And if you are doing sauna and things like that, I can help customize a protocol for you uh, to hopefully get uh, the most out of it for your um, your personal what you're trying to um, gain, let's say. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'd be interested in that because anything that I can do to increase my health, anything that I can do to increase my longevity, that's what I'm here for. You know, I don't, I don't want to be elderly and crippled and, and wore down and, and not able to live and experience life. So, you know, I, I'm doing okay now. I'm in my mid forties and I'm still kicking. So, you know, we made it over the hump, but uh, yeah, yeah, definitely wanting to to continue that on and, and continue to progress with that. So, man, that's that human potential cell 120. So, um, you know, go for that um go for that maximum life expectancy maybe by that time it's gonna be even more but at this time we really can support the body through like what you're doing biohacking you got all the equipment there 
And, and like I said, good nutrition. Hey, one thing I forgot to tell you is that, you know, as I was doing IVs way back, um, I started getting more into just, you know what, go get a Vitamix or go get a blender, high-speed blender and, and, you know, go local, find different colors. So, you know, what we, what I started to do was build a base of people going to their local grocery store and finding what looked good, different colors and, and things that were on sale that were either local or organic, and then throwing the blender and drinking it. And it became a variety because, uh, but it would help cost effectiveness because they'd see whatever's, you know, uh, on promotion and you start getting so much nutrients from those drinks. And I really saw that as a jolt of energy, just like I did when I was giving my IVs. And it made me think, huh, we got all this in nature. And if we get back into whole foods, nutrition, sleep, oxygen, light, and of course, heat, um, saunas and, and the mud baths, that to me is the perfect system of taking advancing technology into nature's healing support. So advanced technology uh, for what nature has given us for our health support in all cellular, you know, in, 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 in ourselves. Wow. I tell you what, you said that perfectly. In fact, I don't even need to sum up that pretty much said everything <laughs> that I was hoping to say. I think it, it talks about how beautiful the body is and how it's designed to do yeah. the healing and how we use these things as supplements for our body to heal itself. And they, you can't ask for more than that. So, Dr. Zaid, thank you so much for joining us today. I, I, knew, I know you didn't know much about us or our audience uh, before I sent you the email, but uh, man, I'm so glad that you responded. And this was an absolutely fantastic experience. Well, thank you for helping me. And hopefully we got some information for your for your listeners there that are going to get them more excited to look for the opportunity to advance their health through the delivery of hyperbaric oxygen. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you, sir. Well, I'll tell you what, that wraps up our time here today, sir. And uh, I will go ahead and uh, let you go so you can get back to life. But uh, in, uh, I'll reach awesome. out to you. Uh, this episode is going to air. We'll do the edits, get everything ready. We'll air it next Friday. And then okay. uh, I'll send you over the link of it so that you can get it and uh, share it out to whoever you would like to share it to. And uh, we have a pretty decent listening base. You know, we've got about 30,000 listeners across the, the world. And, uh, you know, most of us are centered here in the United States. So it, it'll get some feedback and then hopefully we'll be able to do this again. I'll, I'll send you some links as well. And then, yeah, if you send that over to me, what I'll do is um, I'm going to start uh, putting, I think on my website, I got a section for um, uh, podcasts now. So okay. once you do it, let me know. I'll give it to my programmer and then he could put it on there and hopefully um, uh, they'll start um, seeing there'll be a cross thing as well for absolutely well that sounds fantastic sir all right thank well, you so much hey thank you and you enjoy right. your day sir you too take care bye bye what? If you're out there and you're still listening, we appreciate you taking the time to join us on today's podcast. Do me a favor. 
and go ahead and hit that subscribe button so that you can follow our podcast. Hit that notification bell as well so that you don't miss future episodes. All of our episodes will try to be dropped by Fridays at 420, uh, but we'll at least have them out by Saturday at midnight in case we're being slackers because that never happens. And I want to take a second to thank our sponsors. A big thank you to Malevolent Art Tattoo Studio out in Barnhart, Missouri. That is our man, Anthony Ferguson, over there. And I'll tell you what if you guys are looking for a new tattoo look no further look in the description find the contact information reach out to my man anthony go down see him if you mention the stoned apes you are going to get 10 percent off or i'm sorry 50 dollars off any half day booked appointment and if you also contact them and you go down there you will see what an amazing shop they have all of the artists that they have you will get to see examples of their work they'll work with you they'll talk to you about the tattoo they'll educate you in the process they're going to draw up something for you for you to be able to sit down and look at before you get it tattooed and then you can be ensured that you're going to end up with a quality well done tattoo that's going to wear well and last you a lifetime and one that you can be proud of so again that is my man anthony ferguson over over at Malevolent Art Tattoo Studios and Barnhart. Make sure that you check them out. Our other episode sponsor is Strategic Stitch. And I want a big thank you to Strategic Stitch. They're doing our dropship for us. In fact, I'm heading up there today to pick up a couple of items. It is going to be some new items that we're going to have released, finally getting the website updated and getting all that stuff out to drop. So if you guys have been looking for some Stoned Apes merchandise, go visit www.thestonedapespodcast.com. Click on our store link and check out all the wonderful stuff that we are going to have there. That is fulfilled by Strategic Stitch. They do dropship services they also specialize in small batch orders so if you're a business or somebody who's wanting to do an event and you know you wanted to get some custom gear made and you're turned off because you have to have these high ridiculous minimums in order to be able to go maybe you don't need 50 shirts strategic stitch is the place to go they have dtf technology which allows them to do small batch runs at little to to no upfront cost to you there's just a small setup fee they do mobile laser engraving. They have embroidery. They can embroider hats and shirts and anything that you want. They can make that stuff look good. And their prices are absolutely fantastic. If you mention the Stoned Apes, when you reach out to them, you will get 10% off of anything that you order through Strategic Stitch. We want to thank them for being a partner of the Stoned Apes. An honorable mention is the Grunt Style Foundation. We had this podcast today in honor of the Grunt Style Foundation. They have partnered with Burn. Pits 360. And last year in 2022, they gave away 12 hyperbaric oxygen tanks to veterans in need. And these veterans in need could be anybody with PTSD issues, with other mental issues, with physical issues, wound recovery, repair, anything that's out there. But they are working hard to be able to raise the money, to get the funding, to be able to provide veterans with the resources that they need. So make sure that you check out the link down there in our description. Our affiliates are with the Grunt Style Foundation. Reach out to them. Make a donation. This is where your donation money is going. Your donation money is going to get veterans services, to get veterans tools and things that they need for real recovery, for real therapy. So if you guys are interested in learning more about hyper... Barrick oxygen tank therapy. I 
I recommend that you guys take a look at that. Also, go check out the Grunt Style Foundation website and see all the other wonderful stuff that they're involved in. I think you will be pleasantly surprised. They are true heroes for our veteran community. As for the Stone Dave's podcast, we have finally reached the end of this episode. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. I know that this was a different type of episode for you, a little bit more techie than we usually get into, but uh, Dr. Zaid was an absolute fantastic guest, and I learned a lot. I'm hoping that you did as well. And for this episode, the Stoned Apes are out. <laughs>